I'd say certainly have taken a lot of knocks over the years. Um, I think one of the biggest ones is, uh, especially as your as your business grows, to uh, to delegate. You know, to really get comfortable with letting go. Um, that was something that was sort of forced on me. You know, midway through, uh, I had a son born with some medical challenges, and I really had to um, let go of some. You know, big parts of what I was doing in my day to day to make time for that, um, and uh, it, and it, it's really helped us, you know, grow over the years. Um, but I think that you know the only thing we don't get more of is time. Uh, so as an owner, uh, the more that you can do to take things off your plate, to be delegating to others, uh, is uh, you know th- that's just huge. Um, and it just you gotta you gotta get comfortable with it. Somebody might not do it the same way you do it. They might do it better or different. Yeah, yeah. Or it might not matter, you know. But I think that's something a lot of owners struggle with is just the letting go of their way of doing things and and trusting somebody to do it, you know, uh, their own way. Hi, welcome to another episode. I'm your host Brian Maddox. Uh, with me today, Brendan Shard from the Modern Firm. Welcome, Brendan. Hey, thanks, Brian. Happy to be here. Um, so if you could do me a favor and tell uh, our listeners a little bit more about how you got started with the modern firm, kind of what you're up to, uh, we can talk about the marketing conversation right after that. Sure. Yeah, great. So um, so my agency, the modern firm, we are a full service digital marketing agency that works exclusively with solo and small law firms all around the nation. Um, so by small, I mean, mostly like sub five attorneys. Um, and we got started. So we've been doing, I've been doing this now 22 years, I think I started it, uh, sort of got started when I was in college. Um, and I was raised by lawyers, so I didn't like really get like raised by wolves. So yeah, so there's a parallel there. Yeah. So, uh, my dad was a small firm attorney. My mom, uh, ran one of the, you know, most highly regarded continuing legal ed organizations in the country. And so I was just like, really in that world, you know, since birth. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I didn't really get too far from it uh, when I ventured out, uh, you know, to do my own thing. Um, but yeah, I got started uh, in school, mostly actually originally doing IT work and tech work for, uh, you know, for small firms and, and small businesses as well uh, around town. Uh, and then that was right when like the internet was becoming a thing. And so my IT clients were like, hey, tech guy, can you make a website? And at first I was like, you know, no, that's not like, uh, not interested in that. This internet seems like a fad, you know, <laughs> and computers. 640K RAM, yeah. who needs more than that? Yeah, yeah. CD-ROM libraries, that's where it's at. You know, this internet okay. thing's not going to last. Uh, but, you know, they they kept asking. And I was going to business school at the time. And so I'm really just sort of wired for like, oh, there's a problem. I, you know, I'm going to try and solve it. Uh, and uh, so they kept asking and uh, eventually I, I relented and said, yeah, I'll figure this out. And so uh, started off sort of partnering contracting with uh, a, a student fellow friend in, uh, uh, in my dorm. And I was like, well, how about I sell the websites and you make them and we'll see how it goes. Um, and so it just sort of started rolling from there. And by the time I graduated, uh, both things combined, the IT business and the web business were sort of full-time work. So I just went right into it. Um, then it was kind of classic, like 80-20 rule, actually, after a little bit, um, 
you know, the, the revenue split was pretty similar between the two, but uh, the, you know, 80% of the problems and headaches and stress were from like the IT side of things. And so yeah, yeah. I sold that, sold that business to another company in town that bought me enough time to uh, really make a run of the, the website side of things full time. Uh, and then it just sort of started, you know, gradually growing from there, you know, been growing very organically, very, uh, in sort of a very measured way, uh, you know, over the, over the years. And now we're a team, we've got uh, 17 people on the team and uh, work with hundreds of clients in practically every state. So, um, you know, you've, you're working though in some places that are very, very difficult. So to, to champion the hard to market conversation, yeah, you have both uh, a difficult audience that's marketing resistant. You also are in a commoditized space. Um, so how are you doing this? How are you differentiating and what does your go to market look like beyond referrals? Cause I know referrals are going to be a part of it uh, yeah. for a lot of folks. It's a big part, but beyond the referrals, what are you doing? Yeah, so you're right. Referrals are a huge part of it. Um, but even bigger than that is uh, is inbound off of organic. Uh, I think we've been doing this so long. We've put out so much content. Uh, we have so many um, clients in the in the marketplace. Uh, we have been very fortunate to have been riding the the rankings in the Google Wave, you know, for a long time. So we get a lot of inbound, uh, you know, traffic from uh, for people really, you know, specifically looking for somebody to help them with their website. And for us, um, so we're full service. We do websites, we do content, we do branding, uh, we, uh, and, and then, you know, all variety of online marketing, organic, local, paid search, um, some social, you know, but uh, um, so it's the whole, whole mix of services to really be like the outsourced marketing department for a small firm. Uh, but the differentiator with us is uh, the relationship. You know, we really invest a lot in getting to know our clients on a very deep level. Like I think a lot of our clients would consider us to be friends. We know like each other's names of each other's kids and dogs. And, you know, it's like a very, right. uh, you know, partner oriented, deep relationship with them. And I think that's the time we spend on that, I think is, is different versus a lot of, um, you know, other agencies that I mean, we're in a super competitive space. Um, yeah. A lot of other agencies, uh, again, I, I'm not going to knock anybody. There's lots of agencies doing great work, uh, but they might have more of a um, more of a formula that they follow, um, you know, sort of a, a more predictable pattern. Whereas with us, it's really uh, getting to know the client and on a, on a very deep level. And I think they sense that right from the first phone calls with us. So that's. Um, uh, there's, there's a couple questions I have from that. The first though, is that sounds like a scalability nightmare. How are you able to maintain that high quality relationship with those familial kind of, or, or quasi familial relationships almost across a team of 17 people? Yeah, it, it's a challenge. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. Um, the first I'd say is, uh, is the hiring, you know, we sort of have, a uh, a vibe and a mentality here. Uh, and so I think a lot of it right out of the gate, we're trying to hire people that, that fit the vibe and that really are interested in those sorts of relationships and, and that sort of deep, you know, thinking and problem solving, uh, and then systems. I love systems and processes and, and figuring all of that stuff out. It was 
in school, it was kind of like the sleeper, like favorite class of mine was operations management. And in a way, some aspects of what we're doing is kind of like running a digital factory. You know, there's, uh, and if you can get the process down, so uh, we invest a lot in trying to minimize or eliminate all of the mundane routine sort of, you know, rote stuff to free up our people to be creative. Uh, and so that's, th- those are two big, you know, aspects to it. So it, it's interesting though, right? When you're talking about relationship development and that level of connection, you know, it can't be like, well, insert, you know, variable name here. Welcome right. to, you know, the modern firm. Uh, your name is Billy. Like that's not going to cut it. Right. So, right. so how do you put that relationship apart? You know, and I, I get the hiring, like you want to be sensitive on who you're hiring. Um, but with a process focus and designing that scalability, how are you really nurturing those relationships on an individualized level? And then does that present a meaningful risk for the business if that employee leaves, do they take that relationship with them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, great question. So uh, I would say on the relationship develops over time. And I should be clear, too, that we're we're not aiming to be the biggest like market crushing agency out there. I think we have a very we have very reasonable goals. Uh, and we try to keep a very nice balance with like the quantity of work we're doing, the rate at which we're scaling. Um, so we're not looking, you know, as a company, we're not looking to explosively go, you know, 300% year over year. Yeah. Um, and so part of that in sort of the reasonable goal setting allows us to take the time, you know, to sort of grow at this nice sort of steady rate. Um, but then the, uh, it, it also comes into decisions that we've made about how much work we're going to put on each person. Um, so you can sort of reasonable expectations with the amount of work that we take on. And then on the uh, sort of parts of our business where, like on the marketing side, uh, we have account managers that have a you know one-to-one relationship with, um, sorry, one-to-one is maybe the wrong way to say it. They have a very direct relationship with the client that they're they're working with. They aren't just the person like, oh, I'm maintaining the relationship and saying hi. And then, you know, there's a bunch of other people behind the scenes doing the work. Our account managers are often doing the bulk of the work. Uh, and so, again, there it's setting very reasonable, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sort of quantities of clients that they're working with. So that they're, again, for us, the, there's a value in the relationship. Uh, and so we don't overload them. You know, it, it's, right. you know, they have, a, they have a reasonable amount of clients that they're working with where they can take the time in their day to have those conversations, segue into things. It's not just all business cranking things out, you know, so it's, yeah, yeah. it's another part of it. It's just the, the structure we've, we've set up. Uh, all right. And I've got like a, a million more questions here, but the one of them um, is, so <clears throat> you, you're working with essentially neophyte lawyers, right? And the smaller firms. Um, that has got to come with some risks, uh, as well as some benefits, right? Uh, what can can you give me like the the positives and negatives on that in a kind of a high level? Yeah. Uh, so let's start with the positives. Um, we are, I guess, the the way the business is is built is we have a lot of small eggs in the basket. So we love our clients. Dear, every single one of them is important to us. 
we've been in, I, I and, and we as a company have been intentional about the size of the accounts that we're bringing on. So it, it creates a lot of, it, it spreads the risk around um, so that no, you know, no client, no single client is accounting for a huge percentage of our revenue. Um, whenever any of them leave, there's always a postmortem. We want to figure out what went wrong or why. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it could be whatever, you know, whatever reason, you know, uh, but by choosing to be with the, you know, with smaller accounts, we are spreading that risk around so that there, we aren't putting ourselves into a situation where one client leaves and, oh man, now I've got to figure out what to do with two or three people. Um, so it's a it sort of presents a nice balance. Um, the other benefit, and I think this comes into sort of the, the reward of the work is that we're making a direct impact on their lives. You know, like we're working with the owner of the firm, not an employee of a larger business, not a subcommittee member of a, you know, bigger firm and the decisions are made elsewhere. You know, we're working directly with the person that's going to, and it's going to impact their business. It's going to impact their life. Uh, and so that's really fun and, and rewarding. And that's something that, again, is a choice in working with solo and small firms that um, I, I think for us, it's just, it, it's just more fun and, and directly rewarding. Yeah, yeah. Um, the risks that come with that is uh, sometimes you're a victim of your own success. You know, like you, you know, you, you launch a marketing plan and they can't handle the business or they, or they hit their goal more quickly than you, than they anticipated. And so like, well, great work. You know, we have, I've doubled my business and I'm at where I'm at and that's, that's good. I want to talk, you know, dial things back or, uh, you know, change course. And so maybe we were thinking, oh, this is going to be a good, you know, long one, two, three year engagement. And at six or nine months, they're like, yeah, I'm good, <laughs> you know, here. So let's, let's turn it off. Um, and say other, other risks, you know, it's just not sure if I, I, I don't really think of it, I guess as that, as that risky, you know, the, the, the risk might just be in, the, in that it is a slower, more patient growth that comes with working this, with this account size, um, you know, in listening to, um, you know, some of your guests, other guests, and also in, you know, talking with other agency owners, there's a difference in mentality too, I think with our clients and that, um, you know, in particular, lawyers, the lawyer is the product. They're the one uh, doing the work. And so I think that they, you know, a lot of our clients really like doing the work. You know, there's sort of, you'll hear a lot in like the, the business world of, well, are you building a job for yourself or are you building a business that like really runs? Right. Um, and I think that, you know, certainly that exists in the lawyering world where there's firms that want to build up and scale and go big. Right. A lot of our clients aren't often that way. They've often left a firm that was that way because they want to have that control and be on their own. And I think they genuinely enjoy doing the work. Uh, so yeah, uh, the business, the business idea is auxiliary to the delivery of the service. And a lot yeah. of that, a lot of that operator kind of conflict comes in. A right. lot of folks that start that operator conversation, they go, oh, well, you know, I really, I became a baker because I wanted to bake stuff. And now I've got a business that I don't want to do the business. I want to bake. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So our role is really to try to make their life and their job easier by taking a big 
chunk of the business part that they don't want to do or they don't understand and just taking it off their plate. Uh, and so that they can do more of the lawyering that they really want to do in that direct again, relationships right. and helping their clients. But I, but but working with lawyers has got to be in many ways like hurting cats, right? I mean, there's a there's a fair amount of like they're getting paid to be right most of the time. Yeah. Uh, do they walk in the room and tell you what to do, and you're like, no, no, you can't do that because that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. yeah that, definitely, <laughs> that definitely happens. But it's a really highly educated, analytical, smart group of people, and yeah. they are used to. You know, a lot of them are also used to arguing and getting their way. Um, so yeah, but they're also um, a lot of them. You know, they know when they're out of their lane, and through educating and and giving them more information. They can really, you know, I think they, they grow to respect us as experts. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Eventually they figure out that you're in charge on this conversation and then they go, okay, fine. Yeah. Well, there's so many parallels because they are a service business and they work with clients who, who come in and say, well, nope, I don't want you to do it this way or that way. And they have to patiently explain to their clients, well, no, if you show up to court and make this argument, it's not going to go the way you want. You're going to get you stopped. Know? Yeah. Right. Or they'll come in and. Um, and it's great. I mean, I love it when our clients give us feedback and pushback because that helps to, you know, maybe push and evolve us and 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 grow our thinking. But also, you know, they'll come in with some, uh, they'll come with with an idea. But once they understand the other things that are being contemplated, you know, for why a decision got made, it might be, you know, handicap accessibility, you know, dictates a way that we have to do a certain thing. It might be that our goals with search optimization or with an advertising campaign. Are dictating, you know, also influencing the decision. And once they understand the the scope of, you know, what goes into making a decision or doing a certain thing, then they, um, you know, they'll, they'll come around. But you know, we always want to also take the time to realize why are they pushing back? What's not sitting right? So it's interesting too because I think one of the things you're talking about in that marketing conversation and how you're approaching the market space, because you're focused on small firms. In, in a lot of ways, it sounds like it's more profitable for you to work with somebody who has um, uh, left the big firm and wants to stay at a certain size. Uh, you know, I, I wonder, like, if you're successful with the neophytes, wouldn't they be rolling out the back door as they scale up? Um, yeah. And, and so what percentage of your, um, I, I guess, clients are leaving because they got too big? Uh, yeah. And how do you screen for that in the beginning? Yeah. Um, we don't, we, so there's a little bit of screening in the, in the beginning, uh, on that front, but, um, yeah, it certainly happens. And that's one of the things, one, you know, one of the lessons learned over the years is where are our strengths and, and where are we, you know, where are we good and where, where are we not good? And when should we say yes to something? When shouldn't we say yes? Um, and I think that our, our clientele, is oftentimes they've had a few experiences in the past. They uh, they have often left a larger firm or an array, you know, sort of, I'll paint a picture for you here. here here's the, the situation a lot of our clients are, are in. They have, they're smart. They uh, have had a, a, a good job or a good career with a larger law firm. And that uh, setting has provided them with uh, tons of security. You know, they have, uh, you know, staff, support staff, 
technology, office space, utility, all this stuff. They have an entire environment built and provided for them that they don't need to worry about at all. And yet something about that environment and the way that they're being asked or forced to, to do their work is so unsettling that they're willing to leave that and take on all the risk of business ownership to do it the way they want to do it. And, and so they're often, we have a, so we have a large segment of clients that are starting that way. And, uh, and so that, that's sort of, they're nervous. They're just getting into this. They're, you know, they're having a business for the first time. Uh, and so that's one thing that's on their mind is, you know, really trying to find a good partner and, and somebody who's um, going to take care of them or take some of this risk off their plate. Uh, and then the other things that are going on are uh, we have clients who have been in business for themselves for a long time, uh, but they um, are either ready to grow uh, and to do more. They may be exhausted, the you know, personal relationships, networking, referrals, all of that sort of stuff. And they're really, really ready to lean on the Internet to drive more business. Um, or they have already been doing that and they're dissatisfied with their current vendor or they've you know, outgrown their current vendor. So those are sort of the situations that are coming into us. And I think we're really good at taking in all of those situations, cleaning up messes from previous vendors, helping clients who are for the very first time getting into this stuff, um, and then growing to a, a certain point. Uh, and then it's just sort of a mix of what happens from there. Uh, we do have some clients who are, they're going to grow beyond us. They're going to want to get into a larger operations. They enjoy the business side of it. They want to have a firm that has 10, 20 or more attorneys and really sort of scaling up. And at a certain point, that is going to outgrow us. A big chunk of our clients don't want that. They want to live what I would sort of call it. They want to live the good life. They want to have a nice balance of work that's really interesting for them. Uh, they want to not have to do as much of the boring, mundane business stuff that they're not as interested in. Uh, and they want to have time and flexibility to do what they want outside of work. Uh, and so they, so just it, it's the good life, sort of all these different things in, in, in you know, rewarding work, good income, uh, stability, predictability, uh, and flexibility. You know, and a lot of our clients are really, really happy with that. And, and again, they're going to keep growing, uh, but they will probably stay with us for you know quite a long time if that's their goal. So, so you're really talking about, um, and not to not to dismiss it, but in many ways, you're not talking about working with business owners. You're talking about working with advanced freelancers at that point, where they're like a freelancer plus kind of model. They've got maybe a paralegal to help them out, maybe somebody mm -hmm. to help them with some of the smaller stuff. Um, but for the most part, they want to stay in the work. When um, when you market to that versus marketing, let's say, to a larger firm, how does that story change? Um, I think for us, it, it um, it's a lot of subtle changes and a lot of uh, little just I think nuances to. The conversations. Um, we're not really presenting our clients with messaging that says we're going to explode and scale your growth. Um, right. Our messaging is much more like we're going to meet you where you're at, 
and we're going to put together a plan that works for your goals. Uh, and uh, I think it's a little bit self-selecting because there are plenty of vendors out there, plenty of agencies out there that do do that. You know, we've got a whatever five or six step formula. We're going to follow this. You're going to do you know do A B C D, and and now you'll be you know five x or ten x you know your your business. Um, so I think it's a little self-selecting on our clients when they see our like just uh, we're a little more chill, you know, the approach. I guess you could say <laughs> we still get a fantastic return. You know, yeah, right. I mean, the, especially on the marketing side of things, it's you know anybody who's worked with the attorneys knows, you know, they're they're analyzing everything, you know. But when you have when we when we start doing a marketing plan for them, and then a few months later they're coming back and asking this is great. How can I do more? You know, attorneys aren't usually saying like, take more money, you know, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they, they get a, you know, still get a really great return, but I think it is, it, it is sort of that difference. Um, yeah. Where it just, we, we tend to attract uh, the, uh, the folks who are more, they still want to be lawyers. Like that's their, yeah. their primary functions. They still want to be lawyers in their community. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I, okay, so uh, with that in mind, and uh, I, I want to be sensitive to to your time here as well. Um, who should be reaching out to you? How can they get a hold of you? What should they do next if they want to learn more about how you can help them? Yeah, so everything uh, we've got is going to be at our website at themodernfirm.com. Uh, and you can find me and my email address there as well. Um, and uh, we're on social media a little bit lightly. I'm, you'll find me on LinkedIn as well. But yeah, main for us is right through our website. Awesome. And, uh, you know, having been raised by wolves and then, you know, going through the process that you, uh, I mean, attorneys, uh, and then going through the process that you have uh, gone through, um, you, I'm sure you've picked up a lot of lessons working with attorneys, uh, but as well as in the business sort of writ large. Um, what are the three biggest takeaways for you uh, so far in your career? Yeah, I'd say certainly have taken a lot of knocks over the years. Um, I think one of the biggest ones is, uh, especially as your as your business grows, to uh, to delegate. You know, to really get comfortable with letting go. Um, that was something that was sort of forced on me. You know, midway through, uh, I had a son born with some medical challenges, and I really had to um, let go of some you know big parts of what I was doing in my day to day to make time for that, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, and it's really helped us, you know, grow over the years. Um, but I think that, you know, the only thing we don't get more of is time. Uh, so as an owner, uh, the more that you can do to take things off your plate, to be delegating to others uh, is, uh, you know, th that's just huge. Um, and it just, you gotta, you gotta get comfortable with it. Somebody might not do it the same way you do it, but they might do it better or different. Yeah, yeah. Or might not matter, you know, but I think that's something a lot of owners struggle with is just the letting go of their way of doing things and, and trusting somebody to do it, you know, uh, their own way. Um, I think also sort of related to that is just remembering to work on the business. Um, that's a principle that comes up a lot, like an EOS, you know, is taking the time to work on the business. Um, but it's true, you know, you know, you get into, especially as an agency, you're doing all of this, you know, marketing work for other, um, you know, for your clients. 
And it's pretty easy to neglect and forget about your own stuff. You know, we're just finishing, you know, a pretty significant rebrand and rebuild of our own website. It's, you know, it's a good two or three years after it should have happened. You know, yeah. but uh, uh, so taking the time to do that because it, it 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 goes quick and things change quickly. So that uh, you know, it's important to uh, to give yourself as much priority uh, as you give clients. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one. Uh, and I'd say also just remember to have fun. <laughs> if, uh, you know, it certainly you're gonna. There's gonna be times when you're grinding and you have to. Uh, it, it's not gonna be fun. But if that lasts too long, then, then something's wrong. Something needs to be adjusted. And again, I I'm a big proponent of. Um, you know, if you're gonna take all the risk to be in business for yourself, um, it's got to be more than just financially rewarding. You should have. You should be having fun with it. So if you're if you're not having fun, see why. And, and what you can do to, to adjust and, and, and get that fixed. Yeah, great. Brendan, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. I think your insights have been uh, just absolutely amazing. So thank you. Yeah, my, my pleasure, Brian. Thanks so much. Hey. You, yes, you, it's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet, or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, we will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.